0: Welcome, my friend, to Creative Rising, a podcast about what it's really like to run a photography business. If you don't know me yet, my name is Erin Younggren, and typically I would introduce myself with a big ol' hug. Anyone that knows my husband Jeff and I will tell you that we are huggers, so obviously I can't hug you right now, but if you do ever see us in person, don't even hesitate. Come introduce yourself with a big ol' hug. It will not be weird, I promise you. We will actually love you forever if you do that. On today's training episode, I am going to teach you the bullseye method, the five simple steps to build a social media system. And in order to start, I want to tell you a story. Currently, Jeff and I live in San Diego, California, the sunniest and most wonderful place on the planet, but I was born and raised in the wide open spaces of Southern Idaho, where my little town that I went to high school in had one blinking red light. A bar and a grocery store. And I lived outside of that town on six acres of land, and it was surrounded by hay and potato fields that stretched out as far as you could see until they hit the Rocky Mountains on the horizon. And my favorite things to do growing up were to swim in irrigation ditches, to ride my bike along dirt roads, and to ride my horse. I was a cowgirl. Okay, my dream was to own a ranch when I grew up, and someday I always pictured that a cowboy would come sweep me off my feet, and I would hop on the back of his horse, and I always pictured us riding through a big hayfield that stretched on around us as far as I could see until it hit the mountains in the distance. In fact, when I learned to drive when I was a teenager, I spent many summer afternoons driving on back roads in my Jeep, listening to that Dixie Chick song, Cowboy Take Me Away. It was my favorite. But when I was an angsty 12-year-old girl and I was dealing with middle school life, I would come home, I would toss a saddle on my little gray horse named Ashes and I would let him run wild. Ashes was a crazy, misunderstood, messed up little creature that loved to run and run and run. And he was my best friend because I was a crazy, misunderstood, messed up preteen that eventually ran off to San Diego for college. And my favorite memories of all of my childhood are me holding onto his back, his mane whipping me in my face, my eyes watering, I can barely see, my hands are gripping the reins, and I am barreling through a field on top of this crazy horse who's running with total abandon. And the problem is that Ashes has a big tendency to get spooked so he would see a sprinkler or a ditch or just a leaf floating in the wind and he would freak out and I would fall off. So I fell off a lot, but it taught me how to get back on the saddle, how to get back on the horse and hang on a little bit better for next time. A few years ago, Jeff and I went back to Idaho for Christmas to visit my family. And for the first time in a very long time, I took a walk out in those hayfields. And I let myself remember what those crazy rides were like. And as I was looking out at the rolling landscape that stretched on for miles and miles, it struck me how all of us are just running after our dreams with total abandon. That's it. That's all any of us are doing. And the sheer wide open spaces, (laughs) sorry, I've got Dixie Chicks on the brain now, the sheer wide open spaces of our dreams can either be totally exciting or totally overwhelming. When Jeff and I started our business over a decade ago, it felt like being on the back of my horse. Things were going a million miles a minute, and it was thrilling, and it was amazing. But then I started falling off, and for the most part, I get back on the horse. But every so often, there's that really hard fall, you know? The one where landing on the cold, hard Idaho ground just knocks the wind out of your chest and you just have to lay there in the hay for a minute just to understand what even just happened. That is the one that makes you question whether getting back in the saddle is worth it. Now you might be listening right now and things are going awesome. Your photography is killing it. Your bookings are solid and you are ready to take your business to the next level. You're looking out at the wide open spaces and all you see are possibilities. And that's great because what you're going to learn here will help you take advantage of the opportunities that are coming your way. Or you might be here right now and things are not going so well. You're looking ahead and you only see a handful of bookings on your calendar. You're confused. You feel completely alone and you feel like this whole social media thing It's just one big popularity contest and you are the one that's getting left behind. For you, thinking about big wide open spaces is completely overwhelming because you feel like you've been kicked off the horse one too many times and you're wondering whether it's worth climbing back on. But no matter what brought you here, we are connected by the same thing. You and me, we just wanna build something that makes our life better, like in a fundamental way, not just in a rainbows and unicorns and hard eye emojis kind of way, but we want to bring more joy into our lives for us and for our families. You and me, we just wanna turn around at the end of our life and know that we decided to follow our passion, to know that we actually took a chance and we decided to give this whole thing a go, that we made a conscious choice to live an intentional life where we get to decide instead of just letting life happen. You and I, we're the kind of people that just want to build something that matters. And friend, that is always worth getting back in the saddle for. The reason that I tell that story is because today I'm going to be talking about social media and I just want to make one thing clear. This isn't so you can get 10,000 Instagram followers. It's not so you can get hundreds of comments on every photo that you post. Okay. I am going to teach you how to use social media so you can build a business that is life giving because a business that is life giving will automatically be a business that matters to you and it will be a business that matters to those around you. And when I talk about social media more than anything else, Your mindset really, really matters because it's so easy to let social media become a really difficult source of negative energy in your business. And moving forward from this point on, that is not what I want for you. I want social media to be a life-giving tool, not a soul-sucking comparison scroll. Okay, sound good? In order to do that, I need you to raise your hand and repeat after me. I will not look through other people's Instagram feeds after 10 p.m. ever again. Tell me if this sounds familiar. You're going along throughout your night, you're getting ready for bed, you're feeling great about your day, excited for tomorrow, and you decide, um, I'll just quickly check in on Instagram, you know, just to make sure it's still there. And then bam, a beautiful photo of someone holding a mug with an inspirational quote comes up in your feed. And for some reason, it turns your gut inside out. And next thing you know, you're snapping your husband, you're kicking your cat off the bed, and you're going to sleep in a tizzy fit. Some advice that I received years ago don't look at other people's stuff after 10 p.m. You are not in the right frame of mind. How can you find your own voice if all you're doing is paying attention to everyone else's? And what you're paying attention to is everyone else's insanely curated highlight reel, it's not even reality. And yet, We take it so seriously. Okay, I teach a lot about marketing and social media is an amazing tool, but only if you learn how to use it in a life-giving manner. But I know what you're thinking right now. You're thinking, Erin, seriously, it is so easy to say, don't pay attention to everyone else, but it's nearly impossible to do in real life. Well, that is true. I get it. But I have found that instead of just trying to ignore something negative, If I have something positive to focus my energy on, then it's so much easier to realign my focus when I find myself starting to dive into the black hole of the social media world. Instead, pay attention to the people that make you come alive, your dream clients, which brings me to step number one of the bullseye method that I'm teaching you today, which is know your bullseye. Before we do that, before we jump into step number one and the bullseye method, I want to introduce you to one of our sponsors. Again, with Creative Rising, we only use sponsors for our podcast that we actually use in our own business. We want to keep things real and authentic around here. So here is one of our lovely sponsors, and we are pulling back the curtain on their business, and we're giving you an inside peek at who these wonderful people really are. Can you hear me okay now? Yeah. Okay, you fixed it. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> we'll find out. Well, you're the architect, right? So that's that's your job, right? Fix everything? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. ShootProof is what we use to host our galleries and deliver images to our clients across all three of our photography brands, whether it's a wedding, portrait session, or corporate event. We host hundreds of thousands of images on ShootProof, which is why we're so glad that someone like Brian is the guy with the pager. We're often responsible for monitoring and resolving issues that might come up in production, which kind of makes us the best check of those designs because whenever something goes wrong, we get paged often in the middle of the night. And it's usually because we didn't do a great job thinking through all the cases when we reviewed it, right? Yeah. So it's like, you're the final review, you're the final sign off, and you're responsible for what happens after our software engineers You know, typically go home at five or six o'clock p.m., They're the ones who write the code and deliver it. And after that, it's your problem. (laughs) Wow. Okay. That's a lot of responsibility. (laughs) Yeah, it can be. It can be. So literally you're, you're the one that if in the middle of the night, something happens with shoot proof, like you're literally getting paged. Yes. Yeah. Me and, and several other members of the team. So do you literally have like a pager that you wear on your belt, like doctor style? So like 1991. No, um, we use cell phones like the modern world. Okay, so he doesn't use an actual pager, but still, with Brian on the Shootproof team, I can rest easy knowing my clients' galleries are taken care of, which means my business is taken care of. And right now, ShootProof is giving Creative Rising listeners three months of any plan for just $1 for new users. Any plan you like, three months for $1. This is only for Creative Rising, so you can only get this deal at creativerising.com forward slash ShootProof. That's creativerising.com forward slash ShootProof. Welcome back, my friend, to the Bullseye Method, where I am teaching you the five steps to build an incredible social media system. And we are on step one, which is know your bullseye. Now, if you haven't listened to episode one yet, then I really recommend that you go listen to that episode, ideally before you finish listening to this one. But if nothing else, at least cue it up to be the next one that you listen to. Because in that episode, I talk all about your ideal client and how to figure out who your particular ideal client is. And I tell the story of our first years of our photography business and how the turning point for us was when we finally discovered who our ideal clients were. And before that point, before I knew who my dreamies were, okay, that's what I call our ideal client in case you didn't know yet. (laughs) I talk all about that in episode one. Our marketing strategy. Used to be like having a big giant empty wall in our office, wadding up a wet paper towel and throwing it against the wall to see what stuck. Okay. But once I began understanding my dreamies, I suddenly had a big fat bullseye on that wall. And my goal was just to learn over and over again, how to get as close as possible to that bullseye with every effort that I made. Everything I did from that point on had purpose. Every throw I made was strategic. And everything I did from that point forward was exciting and life-giving. Friend, the term spinning my wheels is like nails on a chalkboard for me, okay? And I bet that if you are an achiever-type personality like me, then you can put your head down and you can work crazy hard for days, weeks, or months to make something happen. And the worst feeling for people like you and me is that when we come out on the other side of those days, weeks, or months, and we discovered that what we just did, it didn't matter. That we were just spinning our wheels and we were wasting our time. I mean, seriously, just saying that makes my stomach turn. And in those first years of business, when Jeff and I were still working our corporate jobs, Jeff and I attended a photography conference and the blogging world was exploding at the time. Every photographer around us was starting to blog and speaker after speaker was raving about blogging this and blogging that and that we needed to have a blog. So I decided that I was going to blog every single day. And that lasted for six months. I worked tail off for six months, trying my hardest to blog every single day, including Saturdays and Sundays. And at the end of that six months, I did gain a small following. But guess who that following was? They were all moms that loved to cook. Great. That was going to do my wedding business a lot of good people that were already married. And after so many months of blogging every day, I went from loving to write to hating blogging. I mean, that blinking cursor in WordPress had become my worst nightmare. I mean, not to mention I was completely sick of the internet rat race. You know, going through my RSS feed, reading everyone's blog posts that day, making sure to comment on there so I could get more comments on my blog. I mean, sounds familiar, doesn't it? We've just replaced blog posts with Instagram. So when I realized that I had been spinning my wheels for those six months, that what I was doing didn't matter, I nearly imploded from the gut bomb of wasted time. In fact, I swung the other direction. I didn't write a single blog post for like six months after that. And it's not because I received bad advice. It's not because those speakers at the conference were just bad people filling me with lies. No, blogging does work. Instagram is really important. Social media will transform your business. But only if you know why you're doing it and who you're doing it for. My blogging quote strategy, it wasn't a strategy at all. My daily blog posts were just wet paper towels that I was throwing against the wall of the internet. And it wasn't until I took the time to figure out my ideal clients that I put a giant bullseye on my wall and my dreamies were smack in the center of that bullseye. And that was when I began to excitedly blog for those dreamies twice a week with content that mattered. And that was when our blog took off. That was when our business took off and we started traveling the world. That was when I stopped spinning my wheels, making random shots in the dark, and I built a focused brand with a targeted following. My blog wasn't the center of my business anymore. My social media wasn't the center of my business. My images weren't even the center of my businesses. My dreamies were the new center of everything we did, and they are still the center of everything we do in all three of our photography brands that we run today my workflows, my sales, my systems, my big and small everyday decisions, they all begin and end with my ideal clients. That is what the bullseye method means, okay? So go listen to episode one. And if you are totally enamored with this idea of discovering your ideal client, then go sign up for our free training on ideal clients. It's at dreamyclass.com. Dreamy is spelled D-R-E. A M I E dreamyclass.com. Sign up for our training there. It's a one hour training where I dig into the nitty gritty of ideal clients and you're going to be able to build a rock solid brand if you listen to that episode and go to that training. So that's step one of the bullseye method. Know your bullseye, know your ideal clients. Step two of the bullseye method is to pick your platforms which social media platforms do you want to use as your tools to attract your dreamies? Now, I am a very lucky woman because my dear sweet hubby, Jeffrey Jean Youngren, does all of the cooking in our house. It is amazing. I cooked for us for years. It never went well. I got super stressed out with cooking. But at one point, Jeff realized he loves cooking and it totally de-stresses him. So, when Jeff took over, I was like, I will do all of the dishes. I will do all the grocery shopping because the fact that you're cooking is just amazing. But my dear sweet hubby, Jeffrey Jean Youngren, also loves kitchen gadgets. He will find the most random kitchen gadgets on Amazon. And it is incredible what he finds. Have you ever heard of a banana slicer? Yeah. Yeah, you heard me. A banana slicer. It is a banana-shaped tool with little inserts along it for slicing bananas into like perfect little banana slices. (laughs) And I know what you're thinking. My husband is one of those people that bought one. So we have a drawer in our kitchen that is literally full of kitchen gadgets, little tools that do one random task and nothing else. On the other hand, we also have a cast iron skillet. And when Jeff and I discovered cast iron to cook on, we fell in love with it. We were like, where have we been? We did not know about cast iron skillets. And we use this skillet for everything. I mean, we use it to cook steaks and grilled cheese, pasta sauce, veggies. I mean, I am sure that we use this skillet for things that we probably should not use them for, like soup, right? Right. But with this one skillet, we can accomplish so much more than we ever can with an entire drawer of kitchen gadgets. So, when it comes to your social media, I want you to think simple. What is your cast iron skillet? What is the most useful tool that you have in your social media tool bag? And then, what are the random kitchen gadgets that only do one thing? And that one thing might not even be necessary. For the rest of this training, I am going to use the illustration of a wagon wheel to describe your social media system. Now, for those of you that didn't grow up in Idaho, a wagon wheel has a center with a bunch of spokes that go outward and then they attach to an outer rim, right? The center of the wagon wheel is your main social media platform and everything else that you do is going to revolve around and feed off of that central platform. So first, Pick a social media platform to be the center of your marketing strategy. And I want that platform to be the equivalent of the cast iron skillet that's sitting in our kitchen. It needs to be useful. It needs to be versatile. It needs to do a lot of heavy lifting. So for most photographers, your central social media platform is your blog and everything else you do feeds off of your blog. For our wedding brands, The Young and Clove & Kin, our blogs are the center of our online marketing. But your central platform could also be a podcast. Okay, the point of Creative Rising is this is going to be the center of our social media strategy when it comes to education for photographers, all right? Everything we do is going to feed off of our podcast episodes. It could also be a YouTube channel. Okay, a lot of people are very successful with that. Or you could do a Facebook page or a Facebook group. I don't really recommend that for a wedding photographer, but maybe you could get creative and find some amazing way of using it, okay? For wedding and portrait photographers, I 100% recommend your blog because it's a great way to show off your work. Plus you also own your own content, okay? Your blog is not going to change the rules on you on a whim like Instagram and Facebook do. Once you've decided on your central platform, then commit to it. Don't bounce around and try a whole bunch of different stuff because you're just going to waste your time. Commit to the center because that's where you need to build consistency. After you pick your central platform, pick the spokes of your social media wagon wheel. Okay? Pick three social media channels that will feed off of the central platform and be the ways in which you spread your content. These spokes will be things like Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, email newsletters, Snapchat, things like that, okay? These are more like the kitchen gadgets. They're a lot more specific. They function in a certain way for certain recipes and aren't as versatile as the cast iron. For weddings and portraits, I highly recommend that your three spokes be Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest, okay? Those should be the three places that you focus on spreading your central content. I personally don't worry about Snapchat. Okay, I love Instagram stories a lot better. But if you're a senior portrait photographer, then it's probably something you're going to want to think about. Email newsletters, they're also awesome, but they're a little bit more complicated. So get into email newsletters once you feel like you've got a handle on the other main things like Instagram, okay? Don't overwhelm yourself with something if you feel like it's going to be too much. Twitter, it's a huge platform but it is not where people go to research their weddings, all right? So just ignore it when it comes to your photography business. Next, put your three social media spokes in order of priority, as in which one is going to be the most important channel where you spend a lot of time and effort. For weddings and portraits, that's Instagram, hands down. That is going to be your spoke number one. Then pick your second priority. This is where you can automate things a little bit more. You're not going to spend as much time on your second spoke. And this is probably going to be Facebook. And then which one of those can you really automate and spend the least amount of time and effort on? That would be Pinterest. Okay. Pinterest is really important. You need to be on Pinterest, but it can be really automated and really simple. It's not about engagement on Pinterest. Okay. It's about a search engine. So you need to optimize for that. Whereas Instagram is all about engagement. So you're going to be spending a lot more time there. All right. So you've picked and prioritized your social media platforms. So let's move on to step number three in the bullseye method. Step three is choose your content. Now that you know who you're posting for and where you're going to post, now you need to choose what you're going to post, who, where, what. So we're going to be talking all about the content. Now, in my opinion, there are three major types of content for wedding and portrait photographers to post on social media. First, there's your work, the actual images that you're producing, which is super important, right? Second, there's evergreen content or informational how-to posts. And third, there's your personal posts or behind the scenes posts, okay? First, decide which of those types of content belongs on your blog, and then decide what types of content belongs on your spokes, like Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. If the center of your wagon wheel is your blog, then the two types of content that should go on your blog are your work and informational evergreen posts, okay? And then really don't worry about posting anything else. All right, blogs these days are not Really, personal journals anymore, at least not for photographers. It can be, but if that's not your forte, I just wouldn't worry about it. Instagram has really taken over that whole function. And so that's really where all of your personal posts should go. So if you have limited time, just focus on that. Your blog really is your portfolio and it's your SEO engine. Okay, we want a bride to find one of your gorgeous posts by Googling their venue and they just need to get lost in all the beautiful recent work you've done. So first, focus on posting your work and keeping that updated. This will be the vast majority of your blog content. The second type of content for your blog is evergreen content, okay? Evergreen content is informational posts. It's things like tips and tricks for the wedding day, all right? These are posts that you get to write and publish just once, but then you use them over and over and over again. So they always stay relevant, like an evergreen tree always stays green, okay? That's why they're called evergreen. These posts will make your life wonderful because you use them to take your current clients and make them into dreamier clients. So for example, an evergreen post that every single photographer should have is what to wear for an engagement session or what to wear for a portrait session. If you don't have this as a post on your blog already, then this is definitely the next one that you should write and use. Okay, with this blog post, you get to tell your clients exactly how you want them to look when they show up for their session. So Jeff and I tell our couples to wear a cocktail dress, to wear heels and a tailored suit. And they do, they show up looking classic and elegant. And so we get to create images that are classic and elegant and on brand for us. And so we're always proud to post our engagement sessions online. It is very rare that we ever don't post a session. It's really, really rare. And that's because our dreamies show up looking like dreamies. So make a list of all the ways that you want to educate your clients, and let's get those scheduled to post on your blog. And then as a part of your wedding workflow, you'll be able to send those posts to your couples throughout their client experience, and you'll set yourself up for success to generate more portfolio-worthy work. Okay, so that's what should go on your blog, your work and evergreen content. Now, let's talk about your spoke number one, Instagram. One of the biggest struggles with Instagram is figuring out what to post, right? Well, the two types of content that should go on your Instagram feed are one, your work. Okay, that's a given. You should be posting the gorgeous images that you're producing. And then you also need to post personal posts. This is where you get to show off your personality and connect with your dreamies on a personal level. So, first and foremost, Put your face on your feed, all right? People want to see you. They want to see who the person is behind that feed. So make sure that your face shows up on your grid at least every six posts or so. Okay, find some friends, do some trades, um, and get some photos of yourself to put on your Instagram feed. Second, if you've heard me talk about dreamies before, then you've heard me say the word weirds. And this is where weirds really come into play. I dig into weirds in our free dreamy class over at dreamyclass.com. But the idea of weirds comes from Seth Godin's book, We're All Weird. These are the surface things that we choose to do with our time and the ways that we choose to spend our money. Weirds are the particular shoes we wear, okay? The cars we drive, our hobbies like hiking and crocheting. And think about the one or two things that are totally you, that your dreamies would also absolutely love about you, okay? Are you obsessed with your dog? Are you really into yoga? do you have a crazy fetish for Beyonce? Okay, those would be considered your weirds. And so think about those things and how you can put them on your Instagram feed in a way that your dreamies will connect with you. For us, Jeff has a huge bourbon collection. He's really into bourbon. And you can bet that our grooms are all about that. We're also obsessed with flying Delta Airlines. And so many of our couples are frequent flyers as well. So, we totally connect over the nerdiest things <laughs> when it comes to flying, all right? It is super nerdy, and yes, it's super weird. That is one of our weirds, okay? This stuff shows up on our main Instagram feed, but honestly, we put a lot of this stuff on our Instagram stories, all right? Instagram stories are huge. If you are not posting to stories already, then you definitely need to start, okay? Engagement is going down on main Instagram feeds. Okay. Likes and comments are staying stagnant, if not going down a little bit. And that's okay because people are moving over to stories. And the amazing news is that you don't have to be polished for stories, right? In fact, you really shouldn't be. Okay. Don't be afraid to not wear makeup and not look great. At least I don't worry about that because it's all about a behind the scenes, imperfect look at who this person is behind the feed. Okay. Now, moving on to your second spoke, Facebook. The purpose of Facebook for a wedding photographer is you are looking for general organic reach and awareness. You will want to share individual images from your wedding so that your clients can use them on their feeds and they can share them with friends and family, and it's also where you will want to cross-promote your blog posts, okay? And that's really it. That's that's all that we use Facebook for these days. We spend far less time on Facebook for our weddings than we do on our blog and Instagram. Is Facebook still important? Yes, but it doesn't need to take much time at all. Okay, so that's Facebook. Lastly, your final spoke, your automated platform of Pinterest, the purpose is to get your work to show up at a relevant search on Pinterest and then to drive traffic back to your website, hopefully your blog, okay? Don't make this complicated on yourself. Invest in an app that will help you automate Pinterest and just make it a really simple and streamlined thing. Like I said before, Pinterest is not about engagement. Think of it more as a search engine. All right, so that is step three of the bullseye method. Decide your content. All right, moving on to step four, develop your values. Step four in the bullseye method is where we talk about why. Okay, we just covered the who, Your dreamies, the where, your platforms, the what, your content, and this is the why, your values. And this, my friend, can be the most difficult part of the entire process, which is completely understandable. Because if you haven't thought about values before, then it might take some work to figure out what that looks like for you and for your brand. It's really easy to focus on those surface weirds that I mentioned, okay, on hobbies and interests that you love and that your clients love too. But a powerful brand, one that creates a tribe of dreamies that loves you for who you authentically are, that is a brand that uses those surface weirds as a way to get to something deeper, to talk about whys and values. What if you used a pretty photo of a chai latte, you know, not just to have a pretty photo to post on your feed, but what if you use that opportunity as a way to talk about a story of connecting with your best friend on a Saturday afternoon? Okay. Something as simple as that. Or what if you used a photo of a gorgeous bouquet at a wedding to talk about the wildflowers that were in your backyard where you grew up? Okay. Those are stories that will connect on a deeper level. Let me share with you a practical example of how this has played out for us as the Young Grins on our Instagram feed. Jeff and I have a really unique approach to weddings. We've developed this method that we call emotional grounding. And in short, because I could do an entire episode just on emotional grounding, which I want to do at some point, but at different points throughout the wedding day, we will stop our couples and we'll have them savor everything that's going on around them. And the point is to slow them down so that they can remember their wedding. So at Chris and Natalie's wedding in Paso Robles a few years back, we only had a few minutes left to finish their couple portraits. But I turned around and I noticed that their reception was in the final stages of being set up. So I turned to Chris and Natalie and I told them to pause for a minute. We stopped and I told them, hey guys, I want you to watch your wedding vision come to life. And Jeff happened to grab a photo of me doing this. So I decided to post it on Instagram and this was the caption. Stop, look, listen, take it all in. Otherwise, you'll miss all of the magic. As photographers, we have unique access to our couples. We have the privilege to impact how they experience their weddings. So Jeff and I make it a huge priority to pause our couples and help them seal in the memories of their day. I love this behind-the-scenes shot that my hubby grabbed of me, pausing with Chris and Natalie. We only had a few minutes, but savoring was much more important than photos in that moment. I wanted them to remember how they felt as they watched it all come together, because how it felt was simply magical. Now, the likes and comments for this post were somewhere in the normal range for our typical posts at the time. They were not off the charts. They weren't crazy or anything like that, okay? It was an average post with an average response. But what was remarkable were the comments that I heard from our couples, okay, the comments that happened off of social media. Because after that post, I would be talking with potential dreamy couples over the phone, and this is before they hired us, and they started mentioning how they follow us on Instagram and they love how we help our couples savor. And that's exactly what they wanted on their wedding day too. And guys, which comments do you think matter more to me and my business? The ones that were on Instagram or the ones from my dreamies when they're signing a contract? Okay, that is how social media is meant to work. Okay, so that was step four, develop your values. All right, we have covered four of the five steps in the bullseye method. One is know your bullseye. Two is pick your platforms. Three is choose your content. Four, develop your values. So we are at the final step of the bullseye method, which is step five, automate. This last step is super important because this is where you create consistency and consistency Creates trust. Okay, guys, trust is the most important currency that you can ever have in your business. In order to be consistent with your social media without going completely crazy, is to create systems that will work for you. So, first, create a social media calendar for yourself so that you can plan out in advance all of your posts for all of your different channels. We use Asana to map out our social media calendar. And you can do a calendar view in an Asana project, and we use color-coded tasks in there on that calendar view, and each color represents a different social media channel for us. We can assign those tasks to different people based on who's in charge of posting what. We can make comments, and it basically helps us keep track of what is happening. And most importantly, it helps us plan ahead. That means that we don't get to a certain day or week and wonder, oh, shoot, what are we going to post? What are we going to do this week? All right. So it doesn't matter what app you use, I highly recommend Asana, just any calendar app that will help you see a picture of all of your social media channels and what is happening when. Okay, next, invest in apps that help you automate your social media for you. And there are so many apps right now that you can use. We use Sched Social to schedule our Instagram posts and we love it. But there's a host of other options that are available out there for you. And this is where clarity is so awesome because now you know what social media channels you are going to use and which ones you're not going to use. All right. And so decisions like this are a lot easier. Now you know that you really need to automate Facebook and Pinterest as much as you can. So find a solution that will help you do that. And I also recommend finding one that will help you schedule Instagram posts in advance. And a lot of those do have calendar views that you can use as a social media calendar for yourself. Use automations to help you get your work out in front of your dreamies so that you can focus on what really matters. You know, as important as social media is, it should never trump the two most important things that only you can do. Serve your dreamies, and shoot really awesome images. All right, friends, those are the five steps to the bullseye method of creating a social media system. One, know your bullseye. Two, pick your platforms. Three, choose your content. Four, develop your values. And five, automate. Okay, before I go, I want to leave you with this, because... Here's the thing with social media. Right now, as I'm recording this, Jeff and I have 17,000 followers on Instagram, and we think that's really awesome. Okay, we are super proud of that. We have put in a lot of hard work to get to where we are, and you may hear that, and that may sound like a lot, but guys, there's people in this industry with 50,000 followers, 90,000 followers heck, 500,000 followers, okay? And these people get hundreds of comments and thousands of likes on each and everything that they post. And that's really awesome, okay? These are good people with incredible hearts. But if all of those numbers are really discouraging for you because you're looking at your account with your 200 followers or 1,500 followers, heck, 17,000 followers. I mean, I get follower envy just like anyone else out there. But I want to let you know that you do not need big numbers to book the best clients of your life, and I am living proof of that fact. It does not matter how many people know your name. What matters is how well people know your heart, okay? Every year, for many, many, many years, even when we had just our own 1,500 followers, Okay. Jeff and I would shoot 20 weddings for 20 incredible couples every single year that make us come alive. Okay. Couples like our bride and groom, Scott and Susie. Scott and Susie are a couple that are in their sixties and we photographed their second marriage. So typically you would hear that info and think, uh, okay, there is no way that those guys are dreamies for the younger ones. But this was their second marriage because they both lost their first spouses. Susie's first husband was a nightly newscaster here in San Diego for many, many years. And when he was diagnosed with cancer, he realized with all too much clarity that life is too short to keep following the rules. So he painted his fingernails navy blue a nightly newscaster. And you know how perfectly groomed those people are, right? Okay. They're the kind of people that never have a single hair out of place. And he went on the air, the nightly news, a mature late fifties male news anchor that was an icon in San Diego. He went on the air with navy blue fingernails, and it was his way of telling the world what really matters in life. And he spent the final year of his life with his wife Susie, his best friend and his companion of many, many decades, and they traveled around the country in an RV. And in the days before he passed, he told Susie that he wanted her to find someone really, really amazing to love again. And on her wedding day to the amazing Scott, who had lived her same pain, Susie wore a ring with a navy blue gem in it. And there were touches of navy all over the wedding. And it wasn't just to commemorate the memory of her first love, but it was to let the world know what really matters. I mean, you might be wondering why I am the one that's talking about social media and talking about Instagram when there are clearly other people in this industry with much, much bigger followings than me. And believe me, I have let that thought keep me from talking about this stuff before. Okay. But I'm not here to teach you how to get 10,000 followers. Okay. If that's what you really want, then that is a very different conversation. And I am not the one to do that for you. I'm here to teach you how to book the Scott and Susies of the world, your Scott and Susies of the world. I am here to teach you how to live and how to operate out of your heart. Okay, whatever your unique and beautiful heart may look like. One of our other couples, Mark and Caitlin, they live in Montana, where he runs their family ranch. And when I asked Caitlin what her vision was for her wedding, this is what she said. She said, "Aaron, you know that Dixie Chick song, Cowboy Take Me Away? Well, Mark is my cowboy. And all I want is to ride on the back of a horse with him and have a photo with the fields of Montana spreading out as far as eye can see until they hit the mountains in the distance. Does that make sense to you? I said, yes, Caitlin, that makes sense to me. That makes perfect sense. And our bride Susie told us that she is a horse riding country girl from the mean streets of San Diego, and she used to ride her pony. Through the drive-thru of Jack in the Box, which was just a few blocks from the beach here in San Diego. And when we walked into the getting ready room the morning of her wedding, she was playing her very special wedding day playlist that she created. And guess what the song was? It was Cowboy Take Me Away by the Dixie Chicks. Guys, I'm not in the numbers game, I'm in the heart game, which means that I am playing the dreamies game. And when I get kicked off my horse in my business and I land on the cold, hard ground, it's my dreamies like Scott and Susie, like Mark and Caitlin, and like all of my other brides and grooms that I get to be a part of their journey with, they're the ones that give me all the motivation that I need to get right back on the horse and start running all over again. Friend, thank you, thank you, thank you for spending this time with me here today. It is such an honor that you would spend your valuable time here listening to what I have to share with you. I love, love, love teaching all this practical step-by-step concrete knowledge so that you can run a better business. And for me, a better business is a business that is life-giving for you. One that helps free you up to actually do what you want to do. Spend time with your family, shoot really wonderful clients, spend time doing what it is you love, and not spend all of your time on your business. And so if you want to learn more about your dreamies and going after your ideal clients, then go sign up for our free training over at dreamyclass.com. Remember it's D-R-E-A-M-I-E class.com. And it's a free training. It's one hour. And I go through the nitty gritty of how to understand your ideal clients. So go sign up there, get your seat and register for that class. And I would also really love it if you left this podcast a review. If you're getting value out of this, that would mean the world to me because this is the second episode of Creative Rising and what is most wanted and most needed at this stage is reviews. We need people to tell other people how much you love this podcast. So leave a review and that would be just so, so meaningful to me. Also, if you're loving these episodes, remember to subscribe so you can be notified when future episodes come out. I have an amazing lineup of episodes coming down the pipeline for season one. And speaking of episodes that are coming out, episode three is our very first narrative behind the scenes storytelling podcast. And these episodes are The Heartbeat of Creative Rising. They're the entire reason that I'm doing this. And I'm really scared to put this out there because it's a huge risk. And in that episode, I'm going to be sharing the real raw story about why it took me two years to put this podcast out there. And it's basically about how I self-sabotaged. And it's very scary to be honest about that. But I also believe that it's going to be so valuable for you to hear the story of another creative and how I've struggled and how I've overcome those struggles. So stay tuned. I cannot wait to share that episode with you and it's coming out soon. All right. Thank you again for being here. I will see you soon, my friend.